0: You're listening to Off The Rails, the place to be for playful people who want to create the life and work they love.
1: Over to your host, Colette Riley. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to this wonderful podcast with the amazing Jane Wilson, who is the Love Your Body coach and super duper author of Warrior Women, and she is the owner of Warrior Women, and she supports women get amazing bodies, feel really good in their bodies, and most importantly, feel good about themselves no matter what. So we're here today to have a blather, aren't we, and see where it takes us. So hello, <laughs> Jen. Hello, hello. Hi,
0: Colette. Thank you very much for having me on.
1: Good stuff. So tell me a wee bit about um, how you came to do what you're doing. So how did Warrior Women come into being?
0: It was created off the back of my marriage ending. So I got divorced, well, I split up from my husband's 2010 and told everybody and anybody who would listen that I was absolutely fine, that it was the right decision because logically it was the right thing for us to do. We had come to a crossroads where he wanted to live in Australia, I wanted to live in Scotland. That's not an easy commute. Um, so he moved back home to Australia and I stayed here and logically it was the right thing to do but I didn't let myself grieve and I didn't let myself feel any kind of emotion around it. So for about nine or ten months I told everybody I was fine and I partied my weekends away and my midweeks away and then I decided to go on a little detox Mm -hmm. which was no alcohol, no sugar, no no junk food basically for a month and I had what I kind of call as a little bit of a breakdown <laughs> I found myself sitting underneath the kitchen table crying like uncontrollably because I had nine months of buried emotion of going I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine so I then started getting some coach, some NLP coaching and worked through a whole lot of stuff and off the back of that I realized that there was a lot of things that I went through that a lot of my clients were going through that not necessarily a marriage breakup and divorce but they were going through things where they were putting on this face to the world saying everything was fine everything was great but then they were punishing themselves with emotional eating or sort of sabotaging behaviors that might have on the outside looked like they were really healthy things so maybe I used to exercise a lot And for some people, they'll maybe go on really restrictive diets, but they're actually punishing themselves rather than loving themselves. So when I started then working from that place of love and nourishing my soul, nourishing myself, I realized that that was a big part of what was missing from quite a lot of my clients' programs and lives when they were coming to me for help um, because my background was in personal training. So I then just sort of made up a 12-week program about living who you are and working through there so working out who you are first of all and then how to overcome those self-sabotaging behaviors that you do and it kind of grew from there as a product to now being the whole my whole business is the warrior women project
1: love it love it love it i think that's the wonderful thing about doing the kind of things that we do when you've you've walked that path you can really feel it mm. uh, yeah and I personally think that makes such a big difference because you know the person you're working with really understands.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, we've had loads and loads of kind of chats and whatnot over the years. And um we can have some right good rants and raves about well being and health and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, so what's what gets your goat just now? What's your what could if you were to get on your soapbox and um with a message or a, oh my goodness, what would
0: you be seeing on it? Oh, there's so many soapboxes I could stand on. Um, One that I've seen during the rounds just now, and there's a really good video that I've seen on social media and I've shared it on my own page, um, was one about women being asked to weigh themselves. All the women that they had lined up all had a history of um, a negative relationship with their, their body image. So some of them had been anorexic, some of them had been overweight, some of them had been on a on a scale of from one to the other, um, but they just they always found that weighing themselves had had a really powerful impact on their mental health and how they viewed themselves in the world. It was all down to the, what this number said on the scales. So this video, they're all talking about how they feel about the thought of having to stand on the scales because for some of them it had been years since they'd last weighed themselves because they'd managed to break that cycle and break that habit. And some of them it had only been a few months. Um, but when it came to them actually having to weigh themselves, they, the film crew were like, you don't actually have to weigh yourself. Here's a sledgehammer. You get to smash up the scales. And I thought it was a really nice message for people because so many people get hung up on what that number on the scale said. And as I've had it, I've been standing looking at myself in the mirror thinking I look quite good today I wonder what weight I am and I've stood on the scales and the number that's come back to me isn't the number I think that it should say and it has pissed me off oh my god I can't believe that that's the weight I am and it's just a number like it it means very little in the grand scheme in the, in the whole ether of the world it is just a number and the last year I have been weighed more than I would like to have been weighed, because every time I got up to the hospital,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they put me on the scales to see see what my weight is doing, because when I got, when I took on rail well, just over a year ago, I lost two and a half stone, and I could see, this is not good, this is not healthy, but they still, on the scales, on scale, I'm like, oh, but look at me, I look healthy now, stop weighing me, <laughs> like, it's yeah. fine, I'm, I haven't lost any weight, but they are like you have to you have to go on the scales you have to go on the scales so they get a wee bit obsessed by it and then obviously they use the BMI calculator which really rips me up <laughs> what do you hate about that so the BMI calculator when it was first created was before the I can't remember if it was before the first world war or the second world war so was not been recent uh-huh. um and it was done pre- Predominantly to weigh elderly people to make sure that they weren't underweight. So it has got a use for helping check that people are not underweight for their hype. Because obviously if you're underweight, you're seriously like undernourished. Mm-hmm. But what the medical the medical world have started doing now is using it to tell people that they're overweight or that they're obese or that they're too fat. People can see in the mirror whether or not they're holding too much weight. They don't need to stand on a on a scale. Mm-hmm. do that. and everybody's body shape is completely different so you've got people who are like the rugby team, if you put one of the rugby players on the scales they are so heavily dense in muscle mass that they are, that's going to come back saying that they are clinically obese and they're, they're holding very little body fat so yeah. it's yeah. not a valid, it's not a valid way of measuring somebody's weight to tell them whether or not they're too heavy or whatever there's too many factors go into it that weight is not a good way to check somebody's mm, health
1: yeah um I find the whole um your internal fat really fascinating mm, and that's um yeah. that's just been great to see like you're saying about the different body types and stuff like that that you know what's going on inside you now is um yeah. is so much more important than you know our outside world both thought and body you know it's all it's all interlinked it's really really interesting yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's, I mean, there's, hard, there's only a few different ways to see how what your internal fat is. There's some scales out there that will, say, that will tell you that they can read your body fat. And basically, all that's doing is sending an electric pulse through the body to see how quickly that electric pulse comes back. Based, that would be based on whether if your body is just purely muscle and fat, when water comes into it, that has an impact on how fast... The electrical current comes back so if you're holding water retention the feedback will come back saying that you're fatter that you're holding more fat yeah than you are so they're, they're very inaccurate so the only really accurate way of getting that done is to get a DEXA scan and here in the uk they're not that easy to come by and when you do come by them they are quite expensive a good way to, to work it out is think about how you feel what's your energy like what is your skin like like look for other factors Uh you know if your skin if you've got breakouts like psoriasis or eczema there's something internal going out going on that's causing that to happen it doesn't mean you're fat you're not fat means that something's not quite right in your body if you're lethargic all the time something that You are doing, or you're eating, or you're not eating, is causing that to happen. So, look at those kind of things as a scale of how you feel. I mean, if your skin is glowing and you're very vibrant and you happen to be a rounder person, who fucking cares? That's just your body shape. (laughs) Do Uh you know what I mean? Uh It's like, go by health. How how healthy do you feel? Yeah. You know?
1: It's so simple, isn't it? Yeah. It really Um, is so simple.
0: And so many people out there are there to make money from trying to make it more complicated. Uh-huh. So you've got diet clubs and there are some trainers out there that have got these programs that you have to go and follow and they tell you what foods that you should and shouldn't be eating and they've either got points or sins or colors associated to them. So they're not teaching you about you as an individual and what's good for one person isn't going to be good for the next person so I'm reading um, Michael Mosley's Clever Guts Diet book just now and a lot of this stuff is to do with your gut microbiome so what bacteria you've got living on your body so Uh that'll that'll determine whether or not you're holding too much weight or not that'll determine how your body absorbs nutrients Uh so looking at your poo I mean remember Gillian McKeith she used back. to get people to poo in a pot and then she would look at it she was kind of onto something with that because your poo does tell a lot about you but if you can get you can send it away to companies who will do a bacterial scan on it and they'll be able to come back and tell you what, what bacteria are in your gut so that you mm-hmm. can see which ones you need to increase or try and decrease to get a better health
1: that's fascinating mm. that is really really fascinating I know for um, I'm, I've been quite conscious of my, my health after being diagnosed with an underactive thyroid a wee while ago yeah and, um, and I got the medication for it and it really really helped me but I just wasn't tip top like you're saying you know checking in with yourself you know that lethargy all that kind of thing so I, like, I wonder kind of what's at play here what what else I can um, I can tweak and um, I'd got one of these blood tests you know a, a vitamin check thing yep and, oh my goodness it was brilliant really to take responsibility for your own health again and get so um i don't know if you've ever used anything like that but you get you kind of tell them what's the reason um that you've asked for the blood test in the first place so i had said this is what's going on i'm getting loads of colds and i'm just feeling tired all the time so i know something's afoot and i'm going yep. kind to of curious what i can work on and um they got back with you get these dials telling you about all the different vitamin levels my thyroid level um your cholesterol good bad all the different things um so a real health mot it was fascinating yeah and from that I could go to my doctor and the doctor was a little bit cynical to begin with because you know Mm. I've kind of experienced that with a lot of doctors, that when you're taking ownership for your health, you kind of feel that you're a bit of a hypochondriac. <laughs> yes, no, I
0: have that same battle with my consultant.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I'm just trying to own it. I'm not waiting for you to tell me what to do. I know I'm trusting my body, and there's something going on that I need yeah. to work on. So I'm just looking for ideas. So anyway, he, he did come round to that way of thinking. It was really good. um But I do find it fascinating that there's there's things out there now that you can take um, and it can help you understand your body more
0: yep
1: and again it's just taking back that responsibility isn't it because it's yours. yeah
0: as it i think the blood tests you can get blood tests during tests and still sample tests done there are other ones that will test your hair but in that michael mosley book in the clever guts diet he talks about he had sent off his hair sample to a few different companies and he had sent the same hair sample under different names to some of the companies so that they were maybe getting two or three lots of the same hair, but just under different names and they were all coming back different. So there's some of them out there that are a bit, you've got to be a bit careful. Um, So looking at, like maybe looking at somebody who, Michael Mosley, because he he was a GP, so he's Uh medically trained and stuff like that looking at his recommendations if you're going to go down that route of self-exploration because there are some companies out there that will just tell you any old shite just to take again just to take money off you and then sell you the supplements and products to go along with it
1: yeah
0: yeah it's a shame that the nhs can't offer that kind of service like that exploratory service through them because they would get to the bottom of things so much faster
1: and they would prevent things escalating
0: yeah.
1: as well. Yeah. But then the NHS is set up as a reactive service, isn't it, rather than a proactive. Yeah. to fix things when they're broken, not to prevent things getting broken in the first place. And I yeah. know they're moving towards kind of preventative care more, but um, that's certainly something that I could harp on about all day because <laughs> if you stop it, you know, if you stop it becoming an issue, if you kind of empower people to actually understand what's going on in their bodies. Yeah you know, life is a lot easier.
0: Yeah. And um, that a lot of that comes down to educating people. Yeah. From a very early age of good foods, but like the, the whole thing that there are good foods and bad foods, but for one person, it's one set. And for another person, it's another set. Because one person can have dark chocolate and red wine and steak. And the next person that will be highly toxic to their body. So teaching people that that is the case and to look out for responses to it so that people actually understand what's going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. And what what I find really, really interesting is that it's really basic stuff and that learn to trust yourself, learn to notice what's going on. So what you were saying earlier on, you know, health-wise, notice if you know your skin's not as bright or you know you're you're more tired than usual all of that kind of thing you know it just signifies something's going on um mindset work you know when you're not when you're not feeling all that great if you're not taking action all of that you know just trust yourself so yeah. if we can actually educate and empower our young people and our adults to actually just press pause go inside yourself trust what's coming up and then take action on it yeah would be a wonderful thing
0: it would be very very wonderful that would no, because I, I think a lot of people as well miss the, the fact when they've got like mental health problems like depression and anxiety that can come from a, nut, nut, well, a nutritional deficiency yes dehydration has a huge impact on it as well like there's so many other things going on and people can be fobbed off with of it's all just in your head but there's actually underlying things going on I was talking to um, Hayley Thompson your health angel Uh uh um, on my podcast and she was talking about when she started changing her nutrition she realized how happy she felt like, yeah. just starting to make changes to her diet when she started learning about nutrition. And that was something that we had spoken about. Like, food has definitely got an impact on your mood and things that you eat for comfort. Like, maybe you stick into a tub of ice cream or a big tray of chocolates and something, or something like that because you think that that's going to give you comfort. It actually could potentially make your mood even lower than if you hadn't done that. Yep. Yeah. It's really really interesting so that's one of the things that i get my women to do when they're on my programs is do a food and mood diary that's in their first week it's like don't change anything that you're eating eat the way that you normally do and track everything from your ups and downs energy moods if you're angry like all these different things to see just to see if there's anything that like that starts to link in that they can then be empowered to go shit i can't eat that yeah and that's, that's okay uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. or I'm and going to eat cake. that but I know what the the outcome yeah. of eating that is because yeah. if you eat cake and you really really like it uh-huh. but it makes you feel a bit lethargic if you're okay with feeling lethargic have it on mm. a particular day of the week don't you know what the consequence is going to be yeah. so that, it, it gives you the, the choice yeah and it gives you so much more power than mm-hmm. oh I don't understand why that I feel this way yeah. Because they're just not, put, not joining the dots together. Completely,
1: completely. I know, again, when um, just before I was diagnosed with my low thyroid, um, really that was the poorest my mental health has ever, ever been. And mm. it was actually that bad that I really struggled to work, really struggled. I had such brain fog. Um, my concentration was next to nothing. Even doing basic admin was really, really tough. And, um, and obviously my job is to help people with their mindset and wellbeing and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, oh my God, I am doing the work. So I'm doing all of this stuff. I know that, you know, the thoughts that I'm thinking are, you know, representing a reality. I was really appreciating everything that was going on in my life. I was, you know, going for long walks, all of these kinds. I was doing the stuff that I know to work. And for the life of me, I just wasn't getting any better and I was really I actually started beating myself up and I had a coach at the time and you know she was kind of helping me with you know other mindset stuff and whatnot and um and I was getting really stuck in a rut with it and it I just love it now and that's when it twigged for me the whole mind-body connection yeah Um, that if there's something afoot with your body it's all connected some Mm -hmm. things you just really can't think yourself out of yeah you need to go and get help so if you've got a deficiency or if you've got something just go and get help you can't think yourself out of it you can't you know all the meditation in the world all the walking in the world all the you know eating amazing food isn't necessarily going to fix your thing immediately you know so go and go and ask go and ask
0: especially when you find yourself you're like that I don't feel myself. Like I was the same just before I got diagnosed with Crohn's and I was like, (sighs) something, like I just, there was this underlying thing of I just don't feel right. I'm resting, I'm drinking, I'm eating good food, I'm doing my exercise, but I just... (sighs) everything was in the effort and as soon as I got diagnosed I was like oh my god there is actually something wrong with me thank god like I'm not going mental Mm and it's always it's almost like a relief off your shoulders that there's something else going on that's causing you to not feel like yourself
1: and then again it gives you the control back doesn't it because you know and then you can work on it Yeah. yeah for me it's not about getting a diagnosis or whatever and then okay there's something wrong with me so that's okay I'll just stick with where I am it's getting that diagnosis and cause you're an amazing inspiration with your journey. And i mm. um, like, I'm not just taking it sitting down. I'm not accepting what people are saying is going to happen. Yeah. I'm actually going to, you know, proactively go out there, explore it and get my health back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the doc- and my nurses and the, doc- the consultant are kinds of look at me sometimes like a mental because I'm like, well, I've read this study and I've done, and it said this and I've done this and I've tried this and I've tried, and I've tried that. And they're like, okay right because most other people just come in and go right what medication do I need to take and then they go in and they come in for their eight weekly injections or whatever it is that the medication system that they're being put on whereas I'm like I don't want to be on medication that's not the answer for me I want to get better and I want to find out, find ways to do it. I want to know what caused this. And they, they don't know because they can't spend 24 hours a day. They can only take it based on widespread research. Um, but you as the individual can look at your life and see the things that you do. So are you getting enough sleep? Are you drinking enough water? Are you doing enough exercise? Are you getting enough rest? Do you feel stressed every day? like what is going on in your world Yeah. that might, it's, I mean, there's no guarantees that that's what's caused anything to happen, but it might be a contribution. So the things that you can change could be the the thing that helps turn everything around for you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That good old taking responsibility for yourself. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so tell me more about your programs then. So you help women
0: love their body yep so i've got a couple of different programs i've got one that's called love your body
1: uh-huh. and that's
0: a 12 week it's an initial 12 week program where you go through the stages of the program so the first one is working out where you are in your world right now uh-huh. so how you feel about your life is that okay for you um and doing the food and mood diary uh-huh. and then after that we go on to working out people's values so get getting people to understand who they are because when I f- when I was first introduced to values and worked them out it was like a light bulb went on Absolutely. I understood what the hell I was all about I understood why I got on with the people that I got on with I understood why I didn't go on with the people I didn't go on with and understood why I made the decisions that I make so it's your values are sort of the the underlying rules of your life and everybody's are slightly different so it then meant when it came to making decisions I would go back to my values and go does this fit with my values or how does this fit with my values and take it from there and then we move through and look at um like the self like self-love self-talk how is it you're talking to yourself how can you be a little bit nicer to yourself because this isn't about turning everything around in 12 weeks and dancing on the stars for the rest of your life this is about the first cycle of it is first 12 weeks about really getting to know where you are and what small changes and then what happens once they get to the end of that initial 12 weeks we go back to the start and they rerun through that so the small changes that they've made the first time round are already in place so when they start then going through the second round it's like all right okay then they take it to the next level because there's no point in trying to go from zero to hero because you feel it's overwhelming So let's just focus on one small change and then we just, once you've got access to it, they've kind of got access for life and they just keep repeating through that cycle. So I'm working um, with my assistant just now to get all the stuff put up onto the website so that they'll just have access and then they can dip in and out of the weeks that they felt they need the most because that will change so the first couple of times they go through it it's sort of systemized for them of right let's follow this path because we've done it a few times and I've changed it so that it works better um and then after that it's like right well, what do you need from it so go into week five and then go into week three and then go into week eight just working out a way that works Mm -hmm. specifically for you and then the next level up from that is the love your life program. So that goes through the same love your body program. But in addition to that, they have one-to-one coaching calls with myself. Um, they get four co- um, four coaching calls over a six month period. And that uh, so they get to do that. And within that, we've also got the mindful movement program, which is part of it for the first 12 weeks. And then they can add on. It's like 12.99 nine a month to have that. And we do a Pilates class, a yoga class and a meditation session. Um, okay. Like those, th- one of those each three, um, three times a week so it means that people who can't get to the gym if they've got kid issues uh-huh. one of the ladies has got MS so she can't get to, the, to classes uh-huh. when they're uh-huh. scheduled because she has to just base it on how her, how her body feels in that day so I do it as a Facebook live
1: uh-huh.
0: at half seven in the morning so they can either come online before they go to work and do that uh-huh. then with me or they fit it in at a time that suits me
1: listen to the replay
0: that's really good yeah. yep that and is know.
1: what a lot of people find you know that they're busy or they're not well or you know life gets in the way yeah And
0: you know
1: if you can access
0: it yeah and people who work shifts as well it's hard for them to get to classes because they're timetabled at very specific times and you tend to find that yoga and pilates are scheduled through the day yeah they're yeah. like targeted to the older audience so they're maybe a half nine or half ten or in the afternoon or really late at night and that doesn't always suit people so when they can get access to that online they can just fit it in around their schedule and if they want to do an hour long session then they just watch two of the videos back to back because they're saved yeah. in the group so they can go yeah. do any of the wee workouts anytime they like so love it love good. it love
1: it so none of us have got an excuse really to not get our shit together really no <laughs> So if you're uh, not feeling good, uh, if you're not living a life that you want, um, get a grip then.
0: Yeah, sort yeah.
1: of shit. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love
0: it. I've got loads of um, like free, um, blah, 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 like free online courses and free downloads and stuff like that on the com website. There's just a free uh-huh. stuff tab. And There's the nine rules online training in there. There's a free meditation, there's a sugar free detox with recipe book. Uh-huh. Um,
1: Lots of bits and bobs to I access you bobs in. and
0: bobs access the podcast. Get That's all, yeah.
1: Love it, love it. So, where can people find you? I'll put links in the, the blurb below, but.
0: So the if website's warriorwomenproject.com. On Instagram, my handle there is Warrior Women Project and Facebook as well, Warrior Women Project. Is your project called Warrior Warrior Women, Jen? Mm, yes. How yeah. did you get yeah. that?
1: <laughs> so, any Google of Warrior Women Project is going to bring you to this fine woman. Yes. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. And you've got a Facebook group as well, haven't you?
0: Yeah, there's the Healthier Happier Warriors Facebook group, mm-hmm. which there's links to in the Instagram bio and the Facebook page. There's so links pretty. in there, but if you search "tip Healthier Happier Warriors," it should come up as well.
1: Fabuloso, fabuloso. Well, thanks for blathering. I could blather with you like every day, really. We should. I love it. I know. I know. we just just in a soapbox. Nothing done.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> But we would laugh. We would, well, laugh. we would laugh. And we would put the world to rights and make changes and stuff.
1: Exactly. Exactly. All from our all from our houses. <laughs> the comfort of our own living room. Indeed, indeed. Well, thanks for joining me today, jen And um as I say, I'll put all the links in the blurb so if you are if you like the sound of Jen and um her wafflings with, with me, and do just check it out because she is an absolute inspiration, and she will definitely help you sort your shit. Um,
0: Thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye.